The information provided on the Finesse Your Money podcast is not intended to constitute legal, business, financial or other professional or product advice. It is provided as general information only and is not intended as a substitute for personal advice from a qualified and licensed professional who is familiar with the facts of your particular circumstances. Ever asked yourself where your money is going? It's a common problem for businesses and people personally. Is it dumb luck to be successful with money? Or is it the smartest and most successful businesses and people that plan and know their numbers? Is your money out of control? In this first season of Finesse Your Money, we're focusing on challenges for businesses right now and practical steps that you can take to overcome them. We've also got some awesome tips from our guests about what they are personally doing to keep their money in check. Finesse Your Money is hosted by me, Janine Wilson. I've been a financial advisor for 10 years and an accountant beforehand for, well, more years than I care to say. And I'm the founder of Finesse Financial Advisors. Welcome to Finesse Your Money. Today, our guest is Rebecca Rad. Rebecca is the franchise owner and executive director of BNI Sydney Northwest. Essentially, Rebecca helps business people create networks, build their brand in the community and generate referrals. Rebecca's franchise has been awarded the number one BNI franchise in Australia. So welcome, Rebecca. Thank you, Janine. It's good to be here. Thanks for asking. My pleasure. So tell us about how you got into BNI. Oh, my BNI story starts in really 2012 when my husband came home from work one day. He was he's a mechanic and he was working at Marshall Marshall Mercedes at Parramatta. And he came home from work one day, 10 o'clock in the morning, he called me and he said, that's it, I'm not going back into work tomorrow, I quit. And, um, and of course, I had to lift my jaw up off the ground because at that time, we, I was pregnant with our third child and we had two, two babies under one. So we had a newborn and a one-year-old and I was pregnant with our third and it was, it was crazy time. So I said, okay, do you know, we can start our own business. And I knew he was always a very independent person. So it was always going to be hard for him to work under anybody. So there we did. We started our own business. We got our logo and our business cards and our website. And unfortunately, the phone did not ring. And we just sat there waiting. <laughs> no one knew about us. And I, I just was thinking, you know, all that naivety and all that, that freshness when you first start a business, only for the reality of nobody cares. Nobody cares. So that kind of went on for about two years where he had the odd job here and there, but our money was very minimal. We had three babies under two and a half times were tough we were eating into our line of credit for our mortgage and we decided that uh, we would call our mortgage broker home to ask if we could reduce our interest rate because our interest rate was sitting at around the six percent mark and everybody else's it seemed was around the three percent mark so we knew we were paying too much in interest and we'd never missed a payment because it was coming out of our our savings. So these savings were dwindling. Ricardo's mood was very low. It was what I would call, looking back on it, I would see that as a little bit of depression because he was sleeping in the day and he was just so unhappy. I was not having a great time. I had a difficult third pregnancy. My third baby ended up having severe reflux. It was just a very bad time in our house. And the mortgage broker says, yes, sorry, they're not going to touch your loan. Mm. And I'm like, but, but, but we're paying. We've never missed a payment. She said, they don't care. It's about serviceability. Yeah. So that was a, that was a hit, hit to the head, one of many. But she did say this. She said, come to my networking group. They will give you work. 
And of course, I said, yeah, right. Why would they give us work? There are millions of other mechanics out there, especially in the Hills District. Why us? You know, we've tried. We've, you know, he specialises in European cars. They're like an expensive car. Who's going to come to us? And I was so negative about it. And my beautiful husband just said, okay. Just like that. Yep. And then she said, oh, it's at 6.30 in the morning. And I'm like, ah, in the morning. This is so weird. Who meets in the morning? And then she said, and it's every week. It's every Wednesday. And I just thought, ah, this is all so weird. Whatever you do, you're doing it on your own. I'm never going to be a part of that. <laughs> so I'll be Where went. are you now? <laughs> I own the whole thing. <laughs> so off he went. And I tell you what, Janine, that Wednesday morning, he called me up 10 at 9, 9.30, something like that, after the meeting had finished. It was an information session to start a group. And he just said, you know, oh, this isn't bad. This isn't bad. And I thought, oh, my goodness, it sounds like a weight has lifted off his shoulders because you cannot, you cannot unload to the people that you're living with. You can't do it because you you actually take on a lot of the issues. You both can't be in the fetal position rocking in the corner when it all turns to crap. It just it gets like a pressure cooker in the home. Yeah, it's terrible. And, and I, used so to, much- I used to call it a, a hurricane of negativity that you cannot get out of. Yeah. And that BNI chapter for him was an outlet. And anyway, needless to say, he ended up joining. We collected the money because one of the members gave us her car in the first month and, oh, my goodness, it needed all this work. She'd been sending it to the the Ford dealer at Pennant Hills for years and it just had so much. I mean, it was just terribly maintained and she was very regular with it. She was diligent with the servicing. They were just doing a shunky job. So she basically trusted him. He showed up every week. He was very cheerful. He was early. He was engaging. Whatever you needed, he got it for you. And he ended up getting a job almost $3,000 in the first month that he was a member. And I remember thinking that was it. Yeah. Because I checked and I double-checked and I called her and I sent an email for her to confirm in writing, does she really want to go ahead? <laughs> and and she was like, yeah, sure, when can you book me in? You know, like, yeah, I'm ready. Whatever it is that that car needs, I trust that Ricardo will do it. And that's when I understood. I didn't understand before the importance of trust. Mm. And um, if I've learned anything all these years, it's people trust people. They don't care what brand it is. They don't care if you're part of a franchise. In the end, people trust people and people buy from people. Yeah. People know, like, and trust you. That's, yep. that's your it's in the bag. <laughs> well, it's the hardest thing in the world but the easiest because if you find a way to connect with somebody, if you just connect, then you'll find anybody will do anything for you. It's mm-hmm. almost like magic. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of people in the world who love helping people and I yeah. think that's, you know, if you find that right community you're in. So tell me uh, more about what it means to you uh, personally to be the number one B&I franchise in Australia. Look, to be honest, I didn't even know that that was a thing. So I took over the franchise in 2018 and the process of buying the business was hard. I'm not a savvy business owner. I always worked with my husband. I was always very protected. I've always been entrepreneurial, but the process was difficult. And while I was in the process of buying the franchise, I was also in the process of launching chapters, which I just love doing. And I got to tell you, Janine, it wasn't even on my radar that these franchises, franchisees were measured or ranked or anything. Right. And 
yeah, I had, had no idea. And then the first month I was in, I had just launched two chapters in the same month. It was very exciting. In November, we launched BNI Thunder and BNI Alliance in Parramatta. And I mean, it shot us to number one in Australia and to number 16 in the whole world. Wow. Thousands of franchises. And and then I got all these congratulations from the other EDs, executive directors. And I'm like, what did I do? I don't even know what it is that I did. Anyway, it turns out that everything's measured, which is unsurprising looking back at it. Everything in BNI is measured and monitored. And that's what I love best. It keeps us accountable. It keeps us on our toes. It keeps us on the front foot. And I've been the number one franchise since I took over, which is really cool. I just, I'm so competitive now. I just hope that I'm always there. You just have to keep doing what you're doing. But does it consume me? Is that what we do it for? No. That was a result of what we were already doing, which was beautiful because it was organic. It's a nice story that you had complete and utter um, unawareness. (laughs) I had no idea. Completely unaware. It was like, well, because BNI Sydney Northwest was never on the radar, it was never mentioned to any of the members. I was just a member prior to purchasing it. So it was never mentioned as a thing. Oh, you could be in the top 10 or you could be in the top five. Or that I didn't know that there was a world ranking when I reached number 16. I just shrugged my shoulders and I thought, oh, okay. And then I got, you know, all these people congratulating me from all over the world because I just shot up to number 16. I just thought, oh, my. And the only ones above me, Janine, were like India and China and, you know, I think France. There was one French region above ours. And it's like, oh, my goodness, it looks like I'm playing with the big boys. It's awesome. So what values underpin the business and, you know, why are those values so important to you? Uh, Do you know what? Everything we do is about how can we give back? everything. This has always been a bonus business for me. I have worked with my husband for how long is it? Eight years. Eight years in that mechanical workshop. I did everything I was asked to do. I brought in a lot of work through BNI and I'm so grateful because of BNI that business works. And today when there's hardly any work for anybody because of the current situation, I can tell you that I've got this beautiful story where the landscaper from Ricardo's chapter actually, he's never come to us before for his cars and we've known him for four years in that chapter. And just when this COVID thing hit, he's brought in one truck a day Mm. and it was for a week and a half, 24 tyres, 24 tyres. And that's the power of the network. So what does it mean? It's what are the values? It's giving back. It's the law of reciprocity. The more you put out, the more will come back. And because this has always been a bonus business for me, I am just so grateful that I can somehow teach other people how to get what I got out of it. Because if I can do it, anybody can. This isn't, I'm not a business person. I'm not a sales person. I've never been in sales or anything. I'm a biochemist. I come from a science background. So it's something that I've had to learn. But once you understand the concept, the world is your oyster. The whole world will open up to you. And that's an exciting thing to share. It's really nice to hear that you haven't got a fancy MBA or, you know, all of those. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, your average mum from the school district made good. It's fantastic. Well done. So tell us three things that you've learned this past month. Oh, my goodness. Okay, what I've learned, the, the main thing that I've learned is that there are two kinds of people. I already knew that there were two kinds of people, but my goodness, the the goats from the sheep separate themselves at crisis. And there are the kind of people that live in denial 
and that will not change because they don't like what's happening. Mm. And I can be that person, but I can also be the person that says, if I don't change, I'm going to be left behind. Mm. Nobody fought <laughs> the online thing more than me. <laughs> I love the people. <laughs> I love the people. I need the people. Turns out I'm a people person. Nobody thought that more than me. And if I didn't have people around me saying, come on, this is great. This is an opportunity. This, we're never going to be the same after this. You have to move with the times. If I didn't have people around me pushing me forward, then I wouldn't have done that. And because I did that, now we have a future. Because had we not done this, it would have been dead in the water. Oh, absolutely. And I think I feel quite fortunate um, from my business in financial services. I had quite a lot of my business happening online anyway beforehand and, you know, was fairly social media savvy and all of those sorts of things. So, you know, it, it wasn't a huge crisis or shock for me. Yeah. Um, but I could see that where your business is based around networks and Facebook <laughs> meetings and that you know, weekly regularity. Oh. Really, I could just see you were just, you know, standing there with your hands in the air and your hair on end going, help me, let's get this done. Oh, my goodness. Janine, we had uh, 18, 19, 20 chapters, including the two core groups that we were working on, including yours, and 550 members plus you guys is 575 or 580 members. And we had to get everybody online. And that means not just you, you're a bit tech savvy. No, we're talking about, you know, 70-year-old members who have never used a computer. And we're talking, I mean, it was just the patience, the energy. It took two weeks of full-on, this is all we're going to do kind of energy. And we have a huge team. We've got 20 directors and another five training directors that came on board to help us transition and very well supported. So awesome. Awesome. So you told me offline that you've taken, you know, the entire network online in the past few weeks. Can you tell us, you know, what are you working on now behind the scenes? Okay. So now we're working on how do we transition all of our training online. Now our training is already online. We've got something called BNI University, which is an excellent tool, but I think that's only 50% of the story. And I think that the other 50% has to be face to face. So the only way we can really transition online is if we have a physical trainer teaching online, just like this in a Zoom call. So that's what I'm working on behind the scenes. So you're going to be exhibit A, you're going to be experiment A, be like Panther. And, um, and we're going to, we're going to do it the first time and figure it out because everything we do, we have to just get better at doing it. So, and look, you know, I can only be testament to the fact that when, uh, you know, and our group hasn't even launched yet, but when it um, came to it, that, you know, key people within the within our chapter, you know, got together, the accountant, the financial advisor, the CFO, came together and offered information and, and expertise to other people who were in the chapter but, you know, quite clearly really worrying and, you know, just help them calm their nerves and understand what was happening and, you know, we even got on and talked about some of the, you know, the government... That uh, webinar was a highlight. Yeah, packages that were available yeah. and you know, continue to work and support people. And so, you know, I'm just astounded that for a group of, you know, 25 people who 
barely know each other. How <laughs> you come together. Oh, how we've come together and support people. It's been incredible, you know. Because and it's that's the culture. It's the culture. It is. And it's a great testament to the leadership as well. And I think that, you know, bringing the, the community online and bringing us all together in that way has just been outstanding because, you know, um, it can get a bit isolating and desperate and at home when you, you know, I'd been in isolation for weeks beforehand. So for me, you know, I'm kind of six weeks in now. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, we're all struggling. Every single one of us has our own struggle. I've got these three children sitting in the next room who, ha who are going house crazy and we haven't been in isolation for six weeks. This is just like a few days in. And I'm struggling how to get on a call without being interrupted. There are other people that are struggling because their income has just dropped to nothing. Yeah, absolutely. We've had a travel agent that lost her job yesterday because she was employed by Flight Centre, one of our members. And another member came, came to us and said, how can we keep her in even though she doesn't have a job? Well, of course she has to stay in because now it's bigger than that. Yeah. It's bigger than your job. Now it's about your mental health. It's about who you're around. Are you well supported? Can we just help you tread water for three to six months so that you can come out the other end and be, be okay? Because all of a sudden the goalpost changed. Yeah. And I mean, just the check-in calls, just in my group, you know, check-in calls. It's really lovely to be part of that community. And it does come back to that ethos around, you know, givers game. And so that's a really nice, really nice to be a part of. So if you could oh, fast forward for, you know, into the future, say six months from now, what would the world look like and what are your thoughts on how we'll come out of this sort of current situation? Well, in terms of networking, I think this has been a game changer. And while we'll never be online, 100% online, I don't think that's ever how networking will be because we do need people, we are social. What we will have, two memberships. We'll have an online membership and we'll have a face-to-face. -face. And that will give us the opportunity to have perhaps somebody from Newcastle or Singapore or wherever or even the Gold Coast joining our region because this is where they want their customer base and that will be online. You know, it seems to me that there's a lot of really good business folks in the regional areas that, you yes. know, couldn't possibly form a group, but, yeah. you know, as a larger community that they probably can form groups. And then they have the benefit of, like, the city, the city people, the city customers, which is where the, where the money being spent is. So this has been a huge game changer. And in the interim, the benefit of going online, 100% online, is that we've cut out the venue fees. A lot of our businesses just can't afford anything. So to, to have no venue fees has been a huge relief for so many of us, including me. There are so many ways that we can move forward from this in, I mean, we didn't realise it would ever it would ever be possible to go online and now we've got everybody online. Yeah. That's and very exciting. That's just a real paradigm or step change in thinking, isn't it? It's just marvellous that, you know, people can be so um, flexible. Okay. No, and adaptable, adaptable. Right. Yeah. And um, so what have you done personally to get control of your money in this crisis? You know, what have you done in the household? You know, what's your focus? People are telling okay, you. Okay, so we've just had to, unfortunately, we're like so many and we've just had to stop a lot of the spending. Mm. That's what we've done. The things I will not stop spending on are micro business. So our cleaner that comes in, I've only just brought a cleaner into the house, but I won't stop that because I know it's just a two-person team and they need the work 
like the ones who need the work will need the work. But, you know, in terms of gifts, getting your hair done, as you can probably see, um, <laughs> you know, like the bonus things, we've just had to stop all that stuff because there's so much uncertainty. So all, all I've actually done is control the spending. And the other thing we've done is uh, we were planning to sell some investment properties that were going nowhere and we would have made a loss if we had have sold them in this environment. No matter when we sold them, we would have made a loss, but we're not selling them now mm. because we'd rather keep the cash in the account rather than having to yeah. uh, pay, pay the bank back for the loans. Really, you've looked at your investments and said, hey, you know, what are we going to do? You know, the timing's not right and, you yeah. know, consider and that's sensible you know um, and it was imminent you know it was like they were on the market so we've actually had to pull two of them off the market now so um you know other things that i've been suggesting to people is you know we're all constantly complaining about being time poor but i mean for someone like <laughs> me if i commute to the city i just save three hours a day so tell me i'm time poor now it just means that i can focusing on, you know, checking that my, I'm not paying too much for my utilities or check my insurances it's, or it's whatever that is. enough a can of worms because all of a sudden you can't say I don't have time. And, uh, you know, realistically, I, I, I was saying to someone else this morning, you know, 90, 99 people out of 100, I'm sure the number's higher than that, don't have a good handle on their personal finances. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think now's the time to get a handle on it, really understand what you're spending. Yeah why you're spending it you know if you don't need that foxtel premium package get rid of it yeah, get rid of it exactly yeah. and Whatever that's that. the benefit of time right Janine? absolutely yeah use it wisely um, because there will be a time in the future and i mean, no one's got a crystal ball it might be three months six months might be longer but you know, in the future we'll be all complaining that we're time poor um, oh man i can't wait i'm excited <laughs> I can't wait to get back and, and be able to see people, you know, face to face. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit like E.T. go home. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, that'll be a good day. Can't wait. I think I'll have to do a party. I'll have to do a big celebration in B&I that we can actually see each other again, like face to face. So what are three most common questions people are asking you right now? They're asking me, how do I renew? <laughs> right. saying, well how do I renew if we don't have any income how do I renew I want to stay in I need the people but how do I renew and the answer to that is I've sourced some good finance very low interest very low fees and they can pay off weekly or monthly whatever suits best and that's a huge deal for people that know the value of the network they're sowing seeds now so that when the sun comes out there's a harvest to pick mm -hmm. and you've got to be in it You've got to be in it, but you've got to also pay for that privilege. So, yeah, we're working around that. The second most common question I get asked is, what's going to happen? <laughs> and who I don't know what's going to happen. And the answer I give them every time is, we just have to take one day at a time. Yeah, we're just one step in front of the other. We keep moving yeah. forward. We keep supporting each other. Yeah. Um, you know, this time of disconnection is actually creating a whole new world of connection. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's a really good time. So, you know, are there some common mistakes that you're seeing that people make in business? Oh, it's just the denial. It's There's so much energy being wasted in denial and, you know, the government's response and even me, it was easy for me to, to be drawn into that negativity that, you know, the government said stop working and be in isolation, so everybody did. 
and we're a very obedient country. And the challenge with that is, well, we've stopped all around me. There are businesses who are struggling and behind every small and micro business is a person with a family, with a life, and it's affecting everybody. And the, the challenge for, for us is to stay above the negative bubble, to not live in denial and to focus our energy in the opportunity that it's presenting rather than the difficulty that it's presenting, mm. you know. And I wouldn't be on this call with you had it not been for this situation, you know, and that's, that's an opportunity right there. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things I've been quite concerned about is with everybody being in the home all of the time, it cannot, you know, get like a pressure cooker. So oh, it's terrible. we need to have that network of outlets that we yep. can, you know, talk to people and, you know, even come back and I'm not sure if you're aware, I've been having some executive coaching for some time now and really coming back to those basics and having that coaching is really helping me even just in my own household, you know, express how I'm feeling because I yeah. think that when you aren't able to do that, then, you know, worry and fear escalates and, you know, my best advice is just turn off the TV, allow yourself 30 minutes a day to look at this constant media barrage of you know, oh, negativity, yeah. negativity. Yeah. And I love that. And, and the thing that I have personally done differently is because I am a pressure cooker. I get a lot of sad stories. I get a lot of stories of hardship. People are struggling and I want to help everybody. That's part of who I am. And I know I can't help everybody, but because I have this, you know, this need not to see anybody upset, it becomes a pressure cooker. So what I've been doing is going out and going for a run and I haven't run in a year and I tell you this week's been great I just have to let out the energy just out and it, you come back all puffed out and there is a part of me that just you know I have to let go and we have to do the best we can with what we've got we're not going to be able to help everybody because not everybody's helpable I've got one of my sisters is really struggling she's a tutor and she's really struggling to move her business online. And it's not because of a lack of tools or knowledge. It's just because, you know, mentally she's struggling. There's a lot of anxiety. She's worried about the economy. She's extremely intelligent. She's thinking ahead about what's going to happen to the economy of the world, the global economy. Mm. And, you know, we can't fix her. You can't fix that. You can, you know, pump her with positive quotes and positivity, but there is a point where you have to just let go and, you know, go for a run. <laughs> so this is, this is my feeling about positivity and I, I am the supreme optimist, so don't get yes. it wrong. But positivity is to me is a bit like fairy floss. You know, as soon as that sugary stuff is yes. melted in your oh. mouth, you're just craving more positivity and more positivity and sometimes you've just got to reflect and look inwards and say, challenge yourself, you know, how and why am I feeling this way and try and resolve it in that way. Um, that's something I learned my coach. Really um, clever. And just really look inside and try to, you know, not confront, but, you know, resolve how you're feeling. And Well, well facing it is half the battle, Janine. Yeah. Facing what it is that's upsetting you. Like what is making you, there are so many things we can't control. Yeah. There are yeah. so many. Why are you feeling this way? Well, at the moment, it's pretty easy to say, oh, it's the code. Yeah, but the core of it, it's, 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 that's, so, that's so general. Do you know, the core of it can come down to this is hard. Yeah. This has become hard. Well, I know, you know, the core of it for me, some of my anxiety was around, you know, really looking back to as a child and, you know, 
like yourself, you know, your kids had a little period there when, you know, business wasn't going well. And, you know, I look back now and I say, you know, things were kind of tough and I'm a bit worried that things are going to get really tough again. And sometimes it's just, you know, that child in you that's never quite resolved something. You know, so it is good to look back and reflect on, you know, why you're feeling that way. And so from your perspective, what are the most important messages that businesses can get out there right now? You know, what, what do they need to change and how do they need We're to We're still open. If you're open, tell people. Mm. We're still open. This is how we've adapted. This is what we're doing to be in line with the government you know, regulations, if that's what you want to call it. You have to tell people that we're open. How are we supposed to know? Everybody feels like they're shutting. Be the beacon of light and just don't give up. You know, we've got a gym down and out, had to close these doors, then went outdoor sessions and right. they had to, yep, they had to cancel that as well. And now he's doing Zoom online, just treading water. And you know what? I'm supporting that gym. I just bought some, uh, what do you call it, like zipper things that say their brand on them. Yeah. All that stuff, $150, do what you can to support somebody else because nobody forgets a kindness and this will all come back. One day this will all come back to you in a big flood and you'll be overwhelmed with how much work and how much goodness is around you and that's, that's so cool. Yeah, and my, you know, just to come back to the gym, I agree, but my gym actually leased out some of their equipment because yes. you know, you don't yeah. realise that, you know, people have got bills to pay, they've got fixed costs and yep. this is kind of unprecedented time. So. Who doesn't need their kettlebell or something to yep. you know, stand in the backyard and follow along with the Zoom? It's workout. brilliant and it's, it's cheap. They, they can, they're happy to deliver it. It just shows you the ones who will be successful will be successful and the ones that will have businesses that don't thrive, they won't thrive. It's just happening faster. Yeah, I think a bit of ingenuity goes a long way right now. Yes, absolutely. So what are three things that our listeners can do right now today um, to help themselves and their businesses thrive in the long run? Just keep adapting. Just keep changing. For example, at the workshop, there's pretty much nothing on. And it's yesterday, I mean, on Monday, he, he didn't even wash his hands. There was just nothing going on at the workshop. It was a terrible day. So instead of just curling up in the corner and going back to sleep, they did a little promotion on Facebook, sent out an email to our database, and they've got four jobs out of it. Now, four jobs is amazing, and I will take those four jobs with gratitude because you cannot stop reinventing yourself. You've got to be creative. You can't give up. You can't wallow. It's our natural instinct to wallow when things go badly and you just can't. You just have to get up and, like you said earlier, put one foot in front of the other and just keep shuffling forward <laughs> until you find that you can walk and then run and then fly. So, and I think sometimes as well, if you don't talk to other people in business and you don't, sometimes when you, you're in your own head and you're worrying or, you know. Oh, it's ten times worse. Talk to other people in business because they've got ideas. As you just said that, I thought my next-door neighbour, a couple of girls used to live next door in a townhouse to me and they would go along to little courses on, you know, how to keep their tyres inflated and how yep. to check the radiator and how to check... Yeah, we've done those. Yeah, absolutely. All those little videos... And then back. ...out there and, you know, give back and then people don't forget who you are and, you you know, you're getting out there in front of them and you're helping and when it turns around, it'll turn around. <laughs> That's right. So That's where can we find B&I online? So BNI Online, you can find us on Facebook, which is a great place, on LinkedIn, and you can also find us on our website, www.bnisnw.com.au, and we'd love you to check out one of our meetings because it's 
really cool. We have a level of support that you won't see anywhere else. And I think right now it's so much easier. <laughs> it's easier. I'm not allowed to say it's cheaper, but my goodness, it's a lot cheaper now without venue fees. So now is the time. Come and check us out now. Bring your own from your lounge room. Bring your own wheat bix and coffee. <laughs> And they do. <laughs> so I'll tell you my funny story, and you might not have noticed this. Our first online session, um, a couple of people would say, oh, we should make it a pyjama party. I thought they were serious. I wore my dressing gown. <laughs> and I arrive, and I'm looking around, I'm thinking, Elsa's got their dressing gown. <laughs> actually, actually, I did notice Elisa. I think she was in a pyjama. I did. <laughs> hilarious anyway that's fine look thank you so much Rebecca for joining us today I'm sure we'll have got so much out of that so all the best to you and stay in touch thank you Janine thank you for your time thanks everyone hope you enjoyed the show today and have some action steps you can take right now to get control of your money join me Janine Wilson next time for finesse your money meantime head to my website www.finesseadvisors.com or Email me at admin at finesseadvisors.com to claim a gift voucher for a discovery session with me valued at $150. Make sure you put gift voucher in the headline.